Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, where we look at the latest comics and other media featuring the Transformers. In this episode, we kick off 2024 with a review of issue number four of Skybound and Dan- Daniel Warren Johnson's impressive Transformers comic reboot. Today is Friday, January 12th, 2024, and this is episode 372 of Transmissions Alt Mode. Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, the podcast that doesn't always need a nose job, but when we do, it's because our face got run over by a truck. I'm your host, Charles, a.k.a. Big C, and I'm joined by the excellent Transmissions team, Jeremy, a.k.a. Yakko. Hey, how's it going? Scott, the illustrious Dr. Pants. Hello, everyone. And Daryl, the Cybertronian Beast. How are you now? Let's talk Transformers. As always, we start the show by thanking our Donatrions, those lovely people who support us on Patreon and PayPal. Thank you all so much for continuing to help us out and keep this show going. We really appreciate it. If you are not a Donatron and would like to become one, just go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support, and that's where you can sign up. As of course, as being uh, we, with becoming a Donatron, you get a lot of benefits, including access to our bonus content, our bonus show, We Like Big Bots, done by Daryl and Dr. Pants. We've got 11 episodes up uh, on our Patreon page. Lots of good stuff. We got uh, the new, newest one, Megatron, came out just before Christmas. We've got a second one coming very soon, uh, probably next week. Uh, and more on the way, I hope. Daryl, Dr. Pants? Eh? Eh? You, I, listen, you're going to have to become a Donatrion and find out. <laughs> no, those first two were uh, were because of public outcry. So, uh... <laughs> so keep telling us you want more. We you'll feed up. We we need people to say that they want us. We feed off that. Yeah, you'll just have to wait <laughs> another five to ten for Doctor Pants to get out. <laughs> I'm not in prison. It's just an empty office. I promise. <laughs> the brick wall was an aesthetic choice. It was my choice. It reminded me of my childhood home. It's not the the brick wall. It's the the white wall to your side. This is actually gray. Well, it's not white. It's gray. I was going to say it's the steel bathroom fixtures that are behind you. What? What? <laughs> there's, a, there's an outlet. There's an uncapped outlet. Is this, tur- is this turned into an episode of Fixer Upper where we, we, totally, we look at Dr. This, Pants' office? We're in the and... middle of fixing it up. <laughs> this place used to be trash, and it looks good now. You just can't yeah. You can't tell. You should do a, a tour. <laughs> I will. I, when it's all done, I am going to do a tour. And I'll, I'll share it with you. All right. It'll be mostly robots. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully some big bots that will come up on future <laughs> episodes of We Like Big Bots. Okay. Uh, we've also got our Transformers Live Play RPG podcast, Empire of Rust. Uh, you can check out our bonus uh, episodes of the Rustford Files. So that's actually available to everyone on the uh, transmissionspodcast.com slash rust feed for uh, the Empire of Rust show. 
We've got Rustford Files up to episode eight, the Junker House Five. And that just came out last week. And we've got episode nine coming next Monday. So that will continue. Uh, as soon as that wraps up, we will be getting back into season three of Empire of Rust. So uh, stay tuned for that. It'll, it might be another couple of months before we get to that, as we, we've we got a few more episodes of the Rustford Files to finish up. Uh, we wrap up that story, and then we move into season three of Empire of Rust. So look forward to that. Uh, of course, we've got our Transformers number one exclusive cover from Skybound. Uh, this is cover art by EJ Sue. Uh, you can buy that on our website at transmissionspodcast.com slash comic. Uh, we've got a few left and we're going to have more at TFCon LA. So both Daryl and I will be at TFCon LA. We will be bringing extra copies to for sale. So anyone who wants to pick one up there. Uh, and you can get it signed by EJ Sue at the convention. So EJ Sue will be at TFCon LA. So if you want to buy our cover, you can have him sign it right there. And, uh, you know, very easy to do. So, uh, you know, look out, keep a lookout for us. We'll uh, have details on where we'll be at TFCon LA. So you can pick those up uh, if you want to get your copy of Transformers number one. Of course, you can still also buy it on the website and have, we'll ship it to you directly on the website. So, uh, you know, however you want to do it. And uh, lastly, don't forget to uh, check out our promo code at toyhacks.com. You can save 15% off all your orders at toyhacks.com with our code BIGBOT24. And this is only good for the month of January. So uh, make sure you use that this month at uh, toyhacks.com big bot 24 all right uh, now let's move on to the main event of this episode of alt mode we've got a comic review all right uh, yeah we we are very excited to jump back into the world of skybound's transformers we're doing a spoiler review of Transformers number four. It just came out this week. So uh, if you haven't picked up your issue of Transformers number four on Wednesday, you might want to skip this podcast because we're going to get all into details of that comic. Uh, so you might want to just go read that, then come back, listen uh, or watch as we talk about Transformers number four. Uh, uh, in my opinion, this series is top tier. It's continuing from strength to strength. I'm really enjoying it. So, uh, but we'll get into all the details right now. Uh, Transformers number four. All right. This is writ, of course, writer and artist is Daniel Warren Johnson, colorist Mike Spicer, letterer Russ Wooten, editors Sean Makowitz and Jonathan Manning, publication design Andre Suarez. Uh, yeah, so uh, you can see there's uh, some of the covers here. Uh, let's uh, get into a summary of the story. And then we'll talk about everything that happened in this issue. In the aftermath of the battle between Skywarp, Opt Optimus Prime, and the humans, the town and Skywarp are left in ruins. Starscream arrives to assess the damage, and a badly damaged Skywarp begs him for help. Starscream promises he will help him eventually after he takes care of their Autobot problem. 
Skywarp tells them they fled east, trying to save one of their human pets. Starscream transforms and takes off in pursuit. Optimus Prime speeds down the highway with Sparky and the wounded Spike in his cab. He contacts Ratchet and asks for any support he can provide since Starscream is pursuing them and Prime has taken significant damage. Prime's comms cut off as one of Starscream's shots connects and does even more damage. Ratchet was in the middle of repairing Wheeljack, but he decides to work on another warrior since right now they need more firepower. Back on the road, Starscream transforms to robot mode and lands directly in Optimus Prime's path. He's going to end Prime once and for all. But Starscream doesn't see Cliffjumper in car mode on his left, with Carly behind with a wheel. Before Starscream can fire, Cliffjumper rams his legs, knocking him off balance to the ground. And Optimus Prime doesn't slow down, running over Starscream's face. Prime and Cliffjumper continue speeding away, away, while an enraged Starscream calls Soundwave to send more backup. Prime and Cliffjumper get to the hospital and Sparky carries Spike to the emergency room where the doctors and nurses start to work on him immediately. While the humans take cover inside the hospital, Optimus Prime and Cliffjumper transform and fire at Laserbeak who has arrived to harass them. But Laserbeak was just a distraction. Rumble and Soundwave transform and surprise them, knocking both Cliffjumper and Optimus Prime to the ground. Soundwave puts his gun to Prime's head, ready to end the Autobots once and for all. But Starscream orders him to wait. Soundwave asks, why should they hesitate? Starscream can't resist indulging his sadism before killing the Autobots. Starscream realizes that Prime brought the humans to a place where they can be repaired. So why not make sure before Prime dies, he knows that he failed to protect the humans completely. Starscream opens fire on the hospital, destroying half the building and the emergency generator. All the hospital equipment goes offline and many patients are in critical danger. But as Starscream relishes his victory and cruelty, Soundwave warns him they've got a new problem. Ratchet and Jazz have arrived to join the party. Jazz transforms to robot mode in one fluid motion and blasts Starscream, then grabs Soundwave in a headlock and slams him to the ground. Now the odds are a bit more even with Prime, Cliffjumper, Jazz, and Ratchet. Prime asks the Decepticons if they want to finish it now. If there's anything Starscream can't stand, it's a fair fight. He immediately calls for a retreat and the Decepticons transform and fly off with the Autobots firing after them. Carly runs up to get Optimus Prime and they go check on Spike. Optimus can see into the hospital thanks to the hole Starscream blew in the ceiling and it doesn't look good. They've stabilized Spike for now, but with no power, they can't connect Spike to a breathing machine or give him the life-saving surgery he needs. And every other patient in the hospital is also in danger with more with none of the machines working. Prime looks sadly at the humans and his friend Spike. He sees his father, Sparky, kneeling over him in mourning. And he makes a decision. Prime opens his chest and activates the Autobot Matrix of Leadership. Ratchet warns against this, but Prime says no. Even if it comes at a price, no more death. The energy from the Matrix reactivates the electronics in the hospital and they immediately take Spike to the intensive care unit. Back at the Ark, the Decepticons return to lick their wounds. Soundwave is not impressed with Starscream's leadership. Starscream whines that the failure isn't his fault since Soundwave can't repair Teletran 1. Soundwave reminds him that they need Cybertronian components to repair the Ark's computer. And in unison, Soundwave and Starscream turn to look at the battered form of Skywarp. Skywarp doesn't realize what they're thinking until it's too late. 
Soundwave and Starscream grab Skywarp and start stripping him for parts. Skywarp begs for them to stop as he's ripped apart. In the hospital, Spike is in a coma and Sparky sits at his bedside. Sparky talks to his unconscious form about how his experience in the war and the loss of Spike's brother have made it impossible to see the good in the world. But then he turns and looks out the window and sees the giant form of Optimus Prime talking to a young kid who looks to be one of the hospital's cancer patients. The kid asks if it's true he can change into a truck. Optimus says yes, it's true, and immediately transforms to show him. The kid starts freaking out since it's the coolest thing he's ever seen. Sparky comes out to talk to Prime and asks if he saved his son. Optimus says that it was not him. The Matrix is a gift he was given many years ago. He used all the energy that was left in it, so unfortunately, he can't do it again. What happens now is up to the Great Spark. Sparky figures he means God, but then he asks if Prime isn't himself a god. Prime laughs and says from his perspective, the humans are just as strong despite their size. Later, Ratchet briefs Optimus on their situation. He was able to repair the human's generator, but Prime can't use the Matrix anymore. The Matrix channels the energy of its host, so draining it will drain Prime, and they can't lose him. Now, with the Matrix depleted, they can't use it to repair Optimus or do anything else. Prime responds that he made the right decision to save the humans' lives. The Autobots brought the war here, and the humans are innocent. Ratchet counters that the humans are far from innocent. They are just as prone to anger and violence and destruction. To which Prime sans- to which Prime sadly answers, just like us. As they're talking, Jazz slowly slumps to the ground. Ratchet pooled what little energon he could collect from all the other Autobots to revive Jazz, and now it's run out. Jazz slips back into stasis, and Prime tells him it's okay, he can rest. Ratchet tells Optimus they need to think about themselves. If Prime dies, all the Autobots will die, and the Decepticons will be left to conquer and do with the humans whatever they want. But until they can find some Energon, Ratchet can't heal Prime or anyone else. But Ratchet does have an idea of something they can do. He opens the back of Prime's trailer to show him something. Prime looks at it in surprise and says he can't use this, but Ratchet says they don't have any other choice. Lastly, Sparky comes up behind them and says he has an idea about their energy problem. In the destroyed hospital room, Cliffjumper tries to comfort a distraught Carly. In the quiet, she is finally just processing the death of her father. Cliffjumper tells her he knows how she feels. Starscream murdered everyone in his clan, just like he killed her family. Carly asks if the feelings ever get e- ever ever get easier, and Cliffjumper doesn't have an answer. Cliffjumper looks up and sees Optimus outside. Optimus has had the fusion cannon right arm of Megatron grafted to his body. He asks Cliffjumper how he feels about going on the offensive with the Decepticons. In the arc, Soundwave has gotten Teletran 1 working again with the component parts donated by Skywarp. Starscream relishes victory as he sees more Decepticons start to come online and be rebuilt. Starscream gloats that he is the Decepticon leader now, tomorrow, and forever. But he doesn't know that somewhere in the mountains nearby, the body of Megatron lies dormant, frozen in the ice. To be continued. Man, I, you know, it was, it's interesting because I thought the page with Optimus Prime showing Optimus Prime having grafted the gun arm of Megatron. I thought that was like a, a cool splash page for the last, last page of the issue. But then there's two more pages. 
and then we get we get our first reveal of Megatron, which is very cool. Um, yeah, this was another awesome issue. Uh, no complaints, uh, no notes. Ten out of ten, no notes. Um, really enjoyed this issue. Uh, the you know the just the first ten pages are the the whole battle with the the Autobots and Decepticons. Uh, having Prime use the Matrix and have the Matrix not be this like magical thing that just you know can do everything and and actually is like a very limited resource. I thought was a really really interesting uh, choice here to to make it you know make it kind of a, a Deus Ex Machina, but then it's use you get one time and that's it. Uh, I really thought that was a that was a good choice, uh, you know, for not making it this you know super MacGuffin. Uh, the art, of course, is awesome. Uh, the the first that that panel on page one of of Starscream transforming, uh, that's an awesome image of him. You know, midway in transformation there. Um, all the fights and battles, having the introduction of Jazz, which was a surprise since Jazz does not show up on that that group shot of the Autobots and Decepticons from the the first covers of issue one. I was I thought it was going to be RC instead of uh, you know instead of Jazz coming for backup. Um, so that was a nice surprise. Uh, showing Starscream continuing to be at, like just super cruel, evil. And cowardly. I mean, every it's everything you every everything in Starscream's personality shines through here. Uh, you know, when it, when he has the upper hand, he you know he he wants to just revel in and being as cruel as possible. But then immediately, as soon as he's you know put at a disadvantage, he immediately runs away. And so it's it's perfect Starscream. Uh, Soundwave being the much more pragmatic uh, and efficient Decepticon that he is, you know, he points out, you know, Starscream is, is all, is all you care about is destruction. What about, you know, actually accomplishing our goals, con- you know, conquest, taking things over, you know, Decepticons are not just here to smash and grab and destroy things. We actually have a purpose. So I really like Soundwave pointing that out and, and, uh, you know, showing how, how inept Starscream is. And then, you know, that, <laughs> Where he, um, you know, if Starscream had just let him, I, I was reminded of uh, the uh, if you ever watched uh, Austin Powers with Doctor Evil and his son Scott Evil, and he's like, "Come on, I got a gun. Let me just shoot him in the head. He's right here." And Doctor Evil's like, "No, no, we're gonna put him in this elaborate, easily escapable trap. It'll be fine." Yeah. And that <laughs> that was exactly what I thought when uh, you know Starscream's like, "No, wait, don't kill him yet." And it's like, "You should have killed him." <laughs> So uh yeah this this uh I, this was great. Um I also love the the kid uh saying, "Oh wow, you can turn into a truck. It's amazing." That was that was great. Yeah. And Optimus, you know, and Optimus Prime, the, the characterization of Starscream and Optimus Prime is just so pitch perfect in the, in these these issues. Like Starscream is just, you know, such a evil son Dick. of a bitch. But, yeah. <laughs> But Optimus Prime, he's he's that he's he's your he's your dad, you know, he's your 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 gentle, kind dad, but he's gonna kick your ass if you if you mess with his kids, you know? It's he's he's so he's so good. Um I love I I I just loved how they how much how much uh thought has gone into characterizing both uh, both those characters. And then uh, the side story where we get uh, some of the focus on Carly and her dealing with her grief and the the loss of her father and having it connect with Cliffjumper and how like he's you know 
dealing with the, the loss of his family as well. I, that was it, it. This is this book has been just perfect at connecting the emotions of the 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 human emotions of the Transformers with the humans. I mean, that's that's what we want is like having the the Transformers characters take center stage and show off their humanity. But connect that with the human stories as well. I thought that was that's just been really well done. So, yeah, I'm loving this. Can't wait for next issue. Uh, just you know, really enjoying this. So I, I'm curious what where we're gonna go after these six issues. I mean, this, these first six issues have been, uh, you know, it's it's really a really tightly contained story. I'm wondering what's gonna happen uh, when we get uh, we get further along and and what you know how this is going to go, how this is going to affect the, the larger world of the Energon universe. So, yeah. So really good. It's good. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dr. Pants, uh, I'm curious to hear your opinions. First, I hope you got to read issue three before you read this. Oh, I did. I did. As, yeah. as, of, <laughs> as of, uh, as of last week when the, when the B plus team, did alt mode you hadn't gotten through all the issues yet but so what, what were your thoughts on yeah issue three was 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 really good i I, th- I still think issue three was was the best out of the series so far but issue four is only just a tiny step below issue three so uh so what did you think oh, so they all run together because i read them all as like a cluster um but i did read i've read everything i'm all caught up and like I did it during the B plus show and I will complain that we get too much G one and too much just reiterating the same story, but God damn, if they're not doing a great job with this and <laughs> hooking me right in, because yeah. even if it is just G one again, they are doing a fantastic job with it. It is, it is brutal. It is adult. Um, and everything kind of coalesces with that. It is, it is G one, but it's a nice spin on G one to be, a more mature kind of story. Uh, Charles, I agree with you 100%. The characterization of Starscream and Optimus Prime are spot on. Um, My biggest complaint with IDW at the end was their characterization of Optimus Prime. He was very wishy-washy. He was not the soldier that I wanted him to be. He couldn't make any decisions. This one is like, no, no, I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to rip my own arm off and beat you with it. (laughs) And it's, it's it's great. Um, this issue, absolutely fantastic. I loved everything about it. Um, I mean, I don't know what else to say that you haven't already said. I did. I also really loved the Cliff Jumper Carly scene, like them connecting, because that's kind of giving us vibes of Spike and Bumblebee from G One, but actually giving us a reason for them to connect. Yeah, and. I'm hoping we get the same thing with like Sparky and Optimus Prime that they have a reason now to like connect over because that's like the past how many years it feels like a lot of the Transformers media we get the humans are set pieces and don't really fit into the plot other than there's humans look uh, except Earth Spark I would argue Earth Spark did a pretty good job of connecting those in too but mm-hmm. um. And and I want to say one thing about the art, and it's it's weird, and and I, I need you to finish before I need you to let me finish before you say anything. Um, what was the name of the artist who did the GoBot series and did the really weird Transformers? Tom Scioli. G- yeah, Tom Scioli. Yeah. Okay. Daryl's favorite. I, I I know, and and like <laughs> this series with the way that it like it's not. What's the way I want to say it? 
it's very sketchy and it kind of does like a lot of animation stuff with like the shapes and whatnot where like none of the robots feel perfectly defined in everything that they're not completely square and boxy and it gives me vibes of that but good <laughs> um also the brutality of it like the people being ripped apart and stuff and like that that gives me vibes from that too um I hope you guys kind of understand what I'm going yeah. for here. <laughs> like it's it's really good art, and it gives me like this very visceral, sketchy, um, a lot of motion, a lot of dynamic stuff in it. Not as clean as my thing cut out. Y- yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's not as clean. Your mic. How is that? That's better. That's better. Okay. Yeah. My mixer was starting to die on me, I think. Um, but I think it's not as clean as like the Alex Milne, the Andrew Griffith, the, that style of art. Right. But I, I like it for what it is. It's a nice change. And that one panel where they rip Skywarp apart, that, that panel, like black and red and just the scream kind of spanning mm. from one half of him to the other is just. Mm, it's so good i don't know where this is going <laughs> and i kind of <laughs> like that like yeah. i mean we know we know how g1 goes but this isn't going the same way bumblebee's dead yay <laughs> i expressed how much i hate bumblebee anymore in this show before because i'm tired of seeing him i'm glad he's dead but you might have you might have mentioned it last week. I think a couple of times. <laughs> I might have. Oh, oh, I did in the B plus show. Never mind. <laughs> um, I no, I love this series. This issue, absolutely fantastic. Um, I have not been to my comic shop since IDW two ended because I am not reading anything else. And even before that, I would kind of wait like a month, let the let the books pile up, and then go pick them up. This time, if a new issue comes out, I am going to the comic shop and I am getting it because I have to read it like right then. So, mm-hmm. um, even though I've read issue four, I will be there this week to pick it up and read it again. Yeah, I mean this this has me excited. This has me uh, excited about uh, being quote unquote Transformers media. So now we get get access to review copies again so yes. the, before the, so we can do the reviews we can record the reviews before the issue actually hits stores so uh yeah. you know that always it's always feels feels uh get a tingle you know that you're getting to read something a little just a few days early before everyone else gets it so then uh, we have to keep our mouth you know. shut on social media <laughs> and stuff that's not hard these days <laughs> But uh, yeah, this this was uh this was this was really good. All right, uh Jeremy, go to you. Yeah, the this I, I would agree that this issue is probably just below issue three in terms of uh like the best issues of the series. Uh I just I love how it continues to subvert our expectations of G one, like pulling out the matrix right away at the beginning of this series, you know, it, it opens up so many doors for the future. Like what are they going to do when something happens and they would have typically used the matrix in the story. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, I, I like that they're, you know, it, it is G1 familiar stuff, but they are completely changing directions. And, uh, you know, the characters are, are right, but what they do is just completely different from what we've seen before. Yeah. And I, I'm really appreciating that because, like, you know, Dr. Pants, I'm also kind of tired of G1, but. <laughs> not Daryl. Not Daryl. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I'm I'm enjoying this because it, it's not retreading old stories. It, it's going in its own unique way. Yeah. Um, and just the the characterizations of Optimus Prime and Starscream are just so spot on. Like like you mentioned with um, Optimus transforming for the little kid, but then again when Sparky came out and was talking to Optimus. So Optimus changed back to a robot. The kid was just, again, he was like, you can change back too. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just little things like that that I think are great. And just, you know, Optimus just knowing, you know, he's, you know, obviously not in the best of shape, but it would make, you know, this kid happy to Mm -hmm. just change forms. And he just does it, you know, it's just, so spot on with the characterization of who Optimus Prime is. Mm-hmm. And Starscream is just the epitome of Dick. <laughs> and it's great. <laughs> um, uh-huh. I, I thought the battle scenes were great. I love the, um, like, just the action and the kind of the, like, motion blur uh, shown on some of, like, when uh, Cliffjumper is tripping Mega, or tripping Starscream and stuff. And it's just thoroughly enjoying the series completely uh it is kind of surprising that ratchet is not as concerned about the humans as we've seen in previous media i mean being that he is an ambulance um but i can also see he is more concerned about his own species um and I mean, uh, he's, he's also pragmatic he's like well yeah. yeah i mean if we don't take care of ourselves the decepticons are gonna just do whatever like right. if we're it, the last line of defense. It's kind of a nice foil to Soundwave, who is pragmatic in the Decepticon case. Right. Yeah. But. And then I, I did not see the whole Skywarp thing coming. And. No. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. If you need Cybertronian uh, you know, materials and you, you, you have all these other deactivated bots. Well, <laughs> they were ripping those apart, too. Because I think we see parts of Reflector. Oh yeah, I forgot that. No, that yeah. that that's he's coming back online. That's Reflector coming back online after they repaired Teletran One. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. He's like he's he's like reassembling. Oh, 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 oh while okay. while while Skywarp is in the corner, like howling in pain as as his parts are used to reactivate Teletran One. Oh, oh, I see. Okay, that's what that is. Okay. Yeah. I had a little trouble seeing what was going on there, but that, that makes sense now. Yeah. But anyway, th- this book is just so good. And before I start, <laughs> I never, I couldn't catch it. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, just with, with the, the last um, page reveal, you know, I, I'm just, I'm excited to get Megatron in. Uh, yeah. And anyway, it, it's a, it's a great series. So uh, I'm going to let it go on to Daryl because I, I can't stop sneezing. 
<laughs> All right, Daryl. What did you think? Uh, well, I, I didn't like it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I did. I liked it a lot. Um, the uh, the art's been great. I I really do enjoy the the use of motion for the uh, for the book. Um, the uh, this book, like you mentioned, had like three reveals uh, for the ending, and it was it was really quite quite good. Um, <clears throat> the uh, the question that it leaves me with is like, what is uh, how number one? How did Megatron get here? How long has he been here? Um, and, uh, and who tore his arm off, right? Like, you know, how did, how did Optimus end up with Megatron's arm? And, and where is, you know, how did Megatron end up in the side of a, you know, of a, of a glacier, right? Uh, my, my opinion is like, he fell out of, tel- or out of the arc. Cause I mean, the arm was in makes the, the most sense. Ratchet loaded up the trailer with stuff in earlier issues. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, Rat- Ratchet was like, "Let me grab every piece of bot I can that look." And then, you know, probably Megatron's arm was just—he's like, "Well, I don't want the Decepticons to have this, so let me put this in there." Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah, but I don't, I don't like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll get a reveal of how the battle actually took place on the arc and what happened. Like, did Megatron like maybe like like we had that one flashback where Megatron was like crushing optimus's eyes maybe yeah. like at some point he like yanks his arm off and shoves him out the like out the hole in the ship or something like that mm-hmm. as they're crashing i um i was gonna say i want to know whether optimus can still transform with the arm on there um and uh yeah so you know and uh i'm curious what spark plugs sparky's uh, idea for fuel is um, that's you know as as G one you know went that was the the entire point of the episodes were to find fuel. Um, I just I I've been enjoying the series. It's uh it's not a difficult read. Uh, you know it's a very quick read. So you know the it's I would assume the most the the main uh you know, amount of time that, uh, is used is, is, you know, cause he's writing and drawing is, is probably done on the, on the art side, but, uh, because he's doing the writing, he knows exactly what he wants to show. Right. So, um, it's, it, it does look good. The biggest, one of the big questions that the, the issue does show have for me though, is how the hell did Optimus open the matrix with one arm? Um, you know, it just shows it hanging there in space with one of the sections coming apart all on its own. Now, yes, we all realize it's a magical MacGuffin, but, uh, you know, uh, physics. Well, well, you, you said it right there. Magic. Yeah. It's it's all magic. It just, maybe it's a, it's a, it's an electromagnet. So the two pieces are like, they're attached they're still attached to each other when they're open i mean as it's connected to its bearer so he just has to like want it to open and it'll open that's why use your hands at all right well you got you got to get your fingers in the holes to activate it the 86 movie taught us that that's why ultra magnus (laughs) couldn't open it right big fingers yeah Yeah. (laughs) 
I, I just I, I do like the uh, the way that this series is going. I, I've been enjoying it. Um, yeah, and everything everything about it has been great so far. So um, yeah, uh, more of this, please. I, I'm I'm happy. Uh, I'm worried. We're at issue four. Uh, I'm worried that the art style is going to change dramatically when we get past issue six. Um, we don't really know who the artist is going to be. So I, I'm, I'm worried that the, uh, the art style is going to change uh, dramatically and, and, and that I'm not going to like it. So as, a, as an art first person, I, uh, I worry about that kind of thing. I don't want it to change too much. We should be getting solicitations for issue seven soon, right? I hope so. Yeah, like yeah. Three months out. I, I will say this along with the whole, like the book reads fast. It does read fast, but at the same time, a lot still happens in the book. Oh, times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I do like that. And it's a nice change of pace. Cause as much as I loved, um, more than meets the eye, like, man, oh man, reading a more than meets the eye issue. I felt like it took forever to read through it mm-hmm. because of so much dialogue and everything. But this has yeah. the, this has the pace nailed down. Where a lot happens, I don't feel like I wasted money on the book, but it doesn't take me forever to read it, and I I really appreciate that. And then looking mm-hmm. back through it, there are there's enough things that you would have missed going through the first time that you'll then you know notice and adds to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this did have this had 22 pages, so this was not a like the standard current standard length for a, a, an issue is 20 pages, so they had two extra story pages in this uh, in this issue so deluxe edition so they <laughs> they could have ended on the optimus with the fusion the fusion cannon arm and they didn't need to add in those two extra pages but they did <laughs> yep and i appreciate it <laughs> i think we all do <laughs> yeah so um like i said Top tier, no notes. Uh, if you're a Transformers fan, you like Transformers comics, pick this up. Don't hesitate. There are a few um, comic book uh, review sites and, and, and YouTube sites that I've been watching because of the end of the year and whatnot. And uh, Transformers has been getting a lot of a lot of praise. Yeah. Uh, one of the sh- places or one of the YouTube channels that I watched. Um, had a top ten, and Transformers ranked second on their list of the comic best. Tropes? I think it was Comic Tropes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He ranked it se- quite a while too. Yeah, ranked it second out of uh, the best books of the year. And at the time, there was only three issues out, so mm. you know that's a, wow. that's a lot of high praise on a, on a book that's really fairly new, right? So, do you, do you remember what the first, uh, what the what the one ranked above it was? Some some independent thing that uh, I've never heard of. So, oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a lot of mainstream stuff in the in the person's list, so I mean. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad to see Transformers getting uh getting praise outside of uh Transformers traditional, you know, Transformers fan media. So if the wider comics uh universe is is taking notice, that's that's encouraging. And I think that's what it's probably what Hasbro was looking for with going with Skybound. Skybound is kind of a premier imprint mm-hmm. from Image. It's got Robert Kirkman's uh, you know, name attached to it and everything. So that's that adds a certain cachet. Uh 
Robert Kirkman, of course, is a big Transformers fan, so he's excited to get to play with the with Transformers. And uh, you know, he's of course doing Void Rivals directly and tying that in and everything. So I'm excited to see where this is going. Um, and if it, if it keeps this quality, uh, yeah, I'm all for it. Um, you know, I I don't want to I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but I, I'm you know we've seen with IDW that Transformers can support more than one monthly title. So I would be happy to see this branch out to multiple. Uh, if not multiple monthly titles, maybe some more mini series uh, that you know add to the story and focus on other characters. Uh, where this main, you know, the main series is is staying on Earth for the time being. Uh, but let's branch out to to see what's going on in the larger uni- Energon universe. Um, so we're getting a little bit of that with Void Rivals and the Quintessons, but I would I would love to see more of of what's going on uh, everywhere else. So. Yeah, let's see. All right. Uh, well, uh, like I said, uh, this is a review episode, so we're just doing the comic review for this episode of Transmissions Alt Mode, uh, and then uh, next week we'll we'll get into you know some of the news bits we missed over the holiday break with Transformers Media. Uh, but yeah, everyone, check out Transformers Number Four. Uh, it's in shops now. Uh, you know, if you haven't picked up one through three, they're still around. If you want to get our issue one, Transformers number one with the EJ Sue cover, you can pick that up at our website, transmissionspodcast.com slash comic. You know, so uh, jump in. It's time to jump in. Perfect jumping on point, mm-hmm. as they say, as they always say in comics media. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Transmissions Alt Mode. As always, we give a shout out to our Masterpiece Donatrons. Uh, these are the folks who continue to support the podcast at our highest level on Patreon. So that's why we give them a mention in every episode. So thank you once again to John for its Levin Good and Tech 82 We really appreciate your support. And Dr. Pants, thanks again for joining us uh, this week, uh, bringing us into 2024 with the first regular episode. Uh, thanks also for uh, being on the BT- B plus team last week with uh, you guys filling in for us, helping us out uh, while we got a little bit of an extra break. Uh, and I uh, want you to tell everyone where they can find nurse Ramos and everything online. Well, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you look right here, uh, there is a, my link tree for nurse Ramos where all my friends do our stuff. Um, if you just Google link tree nurse Ramos, you'll find links to everything. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook, Twitter, we're on TikTok. Watch those TikToks. I'm I'm very proud of those. Um, but mostly on YouTube, we stream, we do videos and fun stuff like that. And as always, guys, thanks for having me. Um, it's always a blast to sit here and talk about Transformers. And look at this, 2024 and Dr. Pants is in every episode so far. <laughs> <laughs> it's a miracle. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, you're you're beating the you're beating the regular hosts. That's amazing. <laughs> oh wow, yeah. Do- this is the year of pants. <laughs> Worldwide pants. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks again for watching and listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. See ya. Later.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Transmissions. If you'd like to join the conversation, travel to our Discord channel at transmissionspodcast.com slash discord. Want some cool transmission swag? Feast your eyes on our transmissions gear at transmissionspodcast.com slash shop. If you'd like to support our podcast, go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support or tell your friends about our show. We'll see you next time. Music.